everyone. Welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast. And I took some time this week. This should come out on a Saturday. Because the President of the United States has caught the coronavirus. Donald J. Trump has COVID-19. And I mean... I guess it's predictable in a way and also unpredictable. Like, as much as I don't like Donald Trump and I think that he is a bad person and president, it's weird when you see the president, like the leader of the country, have a fatal disease. Like, oh, like this could take the president out. Like, that's something that in my lifetime, like I haven't lived through assassination attempts or anything like that so having a president like a current president not like a former president right but a current president whose health is in at the moment great danger that is something that's foreign to me and it's a weird thing to sort of think about but it was probably inevitable right if you call the virus a hoax if you don't wear the mask if you don't take your precautions and he was bragging about not wearing a mask recently like at the debate which we'll get into like oh you got covid like you weren't wearing a mask like that's predictable like you should have known we've been telling you for months to wear a mask so the fact that he got caught slipping is not surprising to me it's surprising that a president got caught slipping but at least in my lifetime, we I have not experienced a president like this. And life in the Trump era, we, we never know what's going to happen next, what's going to be added, what's going to be subtracted. We don't know, right? And as of today, he was like airlifted to a hospital, which makes me think that this is pretty serious. But what's funny is Trump is so ridiculous as a president. He's been so ridiculous for however long it's been, that people are thinking that he's, like, faking having an illness, like, that he's faking having COVID. And the only way you can think that is if you think, like, little of the president. And people do, and myself included, think little of the president. But it's funny that we think so little of him that he has a fake or not a fake disease he has a serious disease and people are thinking that he might be faking it just to pull a fast one on us and maybe get some voters because it's an election year get like the sympathy vote or anything like that right but to me right if he is faking it which i don't think he is right but if he is faking it like is it really worth it is like a couple extra votes really worth it to like suspend your campaign essentially and like be out of the public eye like I feel like you could probably be more effective if you are like someone on the fence between Biden and Trump which as I'm saying that sounds ridiculous like how could you be on the fence but if you are that I feel like the best way to get that voter is to go out like the best way for Joe Biden to get those swing voters or undecided voters is to actually you know use his words and actually be in the public eye. Coronavirus takes you out of the public eye, which I feel like would be the opposite of a good campaign strategy. But hey, what do I know, right? But 
this sort of like virus and this sort of like highest profile person in America getting it, it's just like it's fodder for jokes. Like the jokes are going to fly. People are going to say all types of things. Right. But it's just this is so surreal. And I guess other countries, I think Brazil had a president or their whatever they call their leader, right, got COVID. But it's like, I just never thought, like, even as Trump was calling COVID a hoax and saying, you know, all the fuck shit that he was saying, I never thought that he would actually get it. But at the same time, it makes perfect sense that he got it, right? And when it comes to, like, the political reaction here, because Twitter has had the jokes, I'm assuming other social platforms like Reddit or something have had the jokes. I don't go on Reddit. I don't know what goes on there. But I assume that the jokes on Reddit are probably worse than Twitter. But Twitter came out today and said, anyone wishing death on the president will get their tweets deleted and be like suspended potentially. And to me, Twitter, when you're when you're talking about this, that is a load of shit Twitter, right? People threaten people on Twitter all the time, right? If you're going to say, like, it's against the law to, like, threaten the president or, like, certain things, like, against the president might get taken down, like, I could understand that. I could understand if something can be construed as a threat to the president, right? I can see you taking that down and looking into it. But people joking about Trump having the virus just like something related to him having the virus or wishing harm on someone having the virus right i don't see that as really particularly offensive right especially as this virus has been going on right if having the virus and making fun of the virus and pulling jokes from the virus is deemed offensive on twitter then they would have had to delete millions of tweets by now right so it's a lie. And not me specifically, but I know people with higher profiles have been wished harm upon time and time again, right? And Twitter hasn't done anything about it, right? So to me, Twitter's move, like saying that anything that is like a threat to the president or wishing harm on people, president or not, is grounds for like a Twitter suspension. To me, that's a load of bullshit. Either that or the trolls have outsmarted Twitter and outsmarted the algorithm. And I don't think that they have. I don't think that they've outsmarted Twitter in that way. I don't think that that's reasonably plausible. So in terms of that, Twitter put out a statement full of shit, right? The politics, like the politicians... All of them, like people who are enemies of Donald Trump, people who are supporters of Donald Trump, they're like, oh, best wishes to the president and the first lady. And to me, if I was a politician, and I probably would have a team telling me to do otherwise, but if I was like Donald Trump's competition or I was a politician against Trump and I find out that Donald Trump has the coronavirus, I probably wouldn't tweet anything. Like I wouldn't, if I was a politician, that is, I probably wouldn't tweet a celebration i wouldn't tweet like condolences i probably wouldn't tweet anything because i feel like either way as a politician in the public figure you're gonna get dunked on either you wish the president well 
and then the left wing is going to come for you or make fun of you, or you wish the president harm, and the right wing comes for you. And if you don't say anything, right, that can be open to interpretation. Like the right wing and the left wing, like they can't interpret nothing, right? Nothing is literally nothing. So I would have, if I was like Pete Buttigieg or something or Hillary Clinton, I would have just not tweeted. I probably would have tweeted something else. Probably tweeted about some like public policy deal, tweet about like, taxes or some other dumb shit like that that's probably what i would do i wouldn't even like acknowledge it and maybe you say something after like if coronavirus like completes the job then maybe i i tweet something but as of right now like i think the move is to not tweet anything like how do you respond to a tweet that's not there you can't right you can't do that so all in all, this whole thing is a mess, right? And like basically the entire Republican Party is like catching it. Like Hope Hicks caught it. Um, Melania called it. Uh, I believe Kellyanne Conway caught the virus. Like the Republicans like are finally starting to catch up to the virus. And these are the people that said like, you don't need to wear a mask. That were flaunting or flouting uh, social distancing rules. And now... These suckers are getting caught, like they're getting the virus, right? If you were following the guidelines set out for, maybe you wouldn't have gotten the virus. And all of these people are getting the virus like one by one, which means all it takes is like one act of breaking the social distancing, which is what we knew. It all it takes one act, right? But it was probably one act that spread to so many like Republican people, right? And who knows, like, if Republicans can't communicate effectively, if Donald Trump can't communicate effectively, people running for other Senate seats or whoever was there, and the Democrats who are largely, you know, not testing positive, right, then they can communicate without any competition. It has to be the Republicans' worst nightmare, right? Like, if I'm Joe Biden, I'm not suspending my campaign for shit, right? I worked my tail off, supposedly, to get to the final presidential race, right? I'm not suspending my campaign at all, right? You didn't follow the rules. You got the virus, most likely, right? That sucks for you. That's how I would be if I'm a politician. But I know that right-wing people are going to claim, oh, like, Joe should suspend his campaign, or you should tweet your condolence condolences. But those are the same people that complain about snowflakes, and they clearly are snowflakes if they can't handle a Trump joke or two, right? Um, and then even before that, there was a debate. And I did not watch the debate because I don't need to watch the debate, right? Even if it wasn't like a shit show, which from what I saw and what I heard from the tweets, it was a shit show, right? I already know that under no circumstances am I voting for Donald Trump. I already know that, right? So if I'm going to vote for anyone, it's going to be for Biden, right? So I don't need to watch a debate to solidify what I already know. There's no reason for me to vote for Trump at all. So why would I watch him debate? That makes no sense, right? I get like if your job is to cover like debates and things and cover politics and, or you want to make some type of content in it or if you like just genuinely enjoy debates or something like that. But to me, like watching a debate 
is not the same thing as being informed because a debate is about winning the debate, right? And there's tactics involved in a debate, but like being informed, seeing what's actually going on goes beyond a presidential debate, right? And it was a shit show from what I've seen, people talking over each other and people not listening and all that, right? Which I'm sure if you react to it or if you repurpose it, that's great content. But there's one thing about the debate. People were saying like, I am not drunk enough for the debate or I need alcohol for the debate or let's play a drinking game to get through this debate, right? And if that's you and you're doing it like seriously, like you actually seriously need alcohol to watch a debate, then um, you don't have to watch the debate. Like I feel so weird when people say, you have to watch the debate, you have to stay informed. Like every single election where I've been eligible to vote, my vote has been no doubt. I have had no doubt in my mind to who I'm going to vote for, right? Why do I need to watch the debate? Yes, they bring up issues, but I can Google those issues, right? I can Google what things were said if something new was said, right? But why do I need to watch the debate when I already know who I'm voting for? That makes no sense to me, right? Unless I'm like genuinely entertained, but I can watch so many other things that aren't a boring debate. I can watch sports. I can watch reality TV. I can watch almost anything on Netflix. I can go on YouTube. I can play Pokemon. I can exercise. I can go to my fucking job, right? Why do I need to waste hours of my life watching a debate when I don't even care who wins the debate, right? All, all I care about is who I'm going to vote for. And by the time the debates happen, I already know who to vote for, right? I can understand like looking into debates from like the primaries and like when we're deciding who to actually nominate for president. That's a different story, right? Because there's a lot of candidates and you need to know, make sure your candidate is the best for the country or the state or whatever, right? But presidential debates, I don't need them, right? And in an election like this, like Trump versus Biden, although Biden is largely, in my view, like an unremarkable political candidate, like he's, you know, he was vice president, right? Which gives him points, right? But in that time, like vice presidency to now, right? Joe Biden hasn't been particularly impressive, right? So, like, in terms of Joe Biden and his, like, politics, right, it's not anything that's really gonna blow me away. But if the choice is Biden or Trump, right, if you are not gonna be one of those people that, like, abstains their votes or votes third party or whatever, if it's Biden or Trump, right? Trump, again, is so rid ridiculous and extreme that I don't really see a middle ground between Biden and Trump. I feel like if you can't decide between Biden and Trump, Trump, you're just not voting, right, at that point, right? If you can't decide between Biden and Trump, then I imagine that your ballot is staying home or you're not going to the poll places, right? Because if you vote for Biden, right, there's likely not a chance that you vote for Trump. And if you vote for Trump, right, there's no benefit in voting for Biden or voting for any of these like Democrats. I thought you wanted to drain the swamp, right? So who are those people in the middle? Like Biden, who's like a regular, like run of the mill politician, 
or Donald Trump who has shifted the Overton window so far that you you have to fucking take an entire class in college to analyze how far the Overton window has shifted, right? So the fact that these guys are, I wouldn't say Trump is a polar opposite to Biden. It's like Biden is the center and then Trump is like infinity right, right? But even then the choice between the options is clear. If you like Trump, you go one way. If you like Biden or tolerate Biden, at least you go the other way, right? And the middle, like the midpoint, I just, I can't see a midpoint. It doesn't make sense to me. Who likes both Biden and Trump? Like, I can understand like disliking both Biden and Trump, but who likes both Biden and Trump? That doesn't exist, right? If you like Biden and you're for something that's maybe a modified version of what Bernie Sanders had or what Liz Warren had or what Buttigieg or Julian Castro Kamala Harris, like if it's like a moderated version of whatever their plans was, right, then yeah, that's fine. Vote for Biden like Biden, right? But if that's what you are, then there's no reason to vote for Trump because Trump is going to completely face fuck all of those modified progressive to more Democrat statements, right? All of that, right? is just going to go out the window if you vote for Donald Trump, right? There's no middle ground here. Either you're one way or a next. There's, the continuum is almost non-existent. I really don't get it, right? And maybe in the past or maybe when politics were different, maybe debates were, you know, a bigger thing. Like maybe it was a hot topic for much longer than it probably is now, right? But as far as now, there's no reason for the debate or for me to watch the debate. There's no reason for me. I will not be shamed into watching a boring ass debate. I'm just not right. Maybe I'll watch someone's reaction. Maybe I'll watch someone breaking down the debate, but I'm not sitting through however many hours a debate is right to watch the debate. No, 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 no. I'm not watching a single debate and I'm still going to vote and I will be happy, right? And that's just the way it is. I don't need to be informed from fucking old men yelling at the TV. That's what the debate is now, is old men yelling at screens or yelling at microphones. I don't need that, right? Now, what might be interesting is a vice president debate, but not interesting enough that the vice president matters more than it is. But like seeing Kamala with Mike Pence, that might um, pave the way for comedy. But I do not need to see that, right? I don't really care about what the vice president plans on doing, right? The vice president has literally not affected me at all, right? And there is a measure of privilege in doing that, right? But the vice president of the United States, right, has never, like, interfered with my young adulthood or childhood or anything like that. I don't need to know what the vice president has to say, baby. I just don't, right? Debates, shmabates. I don't fucking need it, right? Don't shame me into watching a stupid debate, right? And I know apparently Biden didn't get COVID, but who knows, like, post-debate, right, how many people Trump probably could have spread it to, like, political and non-political, and how much... It might be covered up in the White House. That's, you know, a thought that's giving me 
anxiety, but um, just thinking about all the politics that's happened this week and all the the shittiness that's happened, and then people are taking Trump and their um his diagnosis as a win, like a cause for celebration and all that, and that's all well and good, right? I even made a joke, right? But I think that if people are seriously offended by a joke about Donald Trump, right? You gotta lighten up, right? Because you're likely the person calling people snowflakes. Well, if you're gonna get riled up over a joke about Donald Trump, then you're a snowflake, right? You're, you're a sensitive person. If you're gonna get riled up over jokes about Donald Trump, that's literally snowflakery. So unless you want to be a hypocrite, right? You gotta have to take some jokes about Trump, right? And my prediction here, and it's weird making a prediction, but I feel like Trump is actually gonna survive this. I don't know why. I don't know if my inclination is anything, but I feel like Trump is gonna survive this. He's gonna say, I survived COVID. It's not that bad. It's the flu, which on his end is probably gonna be a lie, right? And he's going to sell this virus as a hoax once more. And then hopefully he loses the election. That's what I see in like the political virus future here. But anyway, um, let's talk about my actual real life. Do you care about my actual real life? Um, Maybe. But in recent weeks, I've gained a higher profile on TikTok. I've gained more followers. I'm getting more comments. Like I'm waking up and there's like a hundred notifications and that's not an exaggeration. I mean, literally a hundred plus notifications when I wake up and that's all well and good. Like I guess getting attention and having people like what you do is always rewarding. But I haven't been this popular before, at least not like visually, like I'm not, I've never been in a place where I'm like physically seeing like my popularity rise in this way, right? And as I post like a TikTok video and it starts getting likes, like I realize that my feeling isn't like excitement in a way that's like good. It's like, oh, what the fuck help? Why am I getting so many TikTok likes? Like it's still a bit foreign for me and it's not like oh yes i'm getting a lot of tiktok likes like this is my dream no i wish it was that but it's like oh no like what's happening why am i getting so many likes that's not what's supposed to happen even though as i've been gaining followers that's what's going to happen if i choose to continue posting videos but i will say that the act of making videos on tiktok and like coming up with ideas and doing things like that's actually like really fun right and i know that like talking shit about tiktok and like being only for kids is um sort of in the past like people don't do that so much anymore but like i'm genuinely having fun and making tiktoks and i do like interacting with people and like responding to comments and things like that right but as soon as that TikTok hits people that I actually know in real life, oh no, right? Then I'm like, oh no, like this was supposed to be a secret, right? You weren't supposed to see this, even though I put it on the internet for 
literally anyone to see like you aren't supposed to see this i thought that you would never see this side of me that's on the internet right but tiktok is such like a global platform like things can take off and just expand 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 to anyone who has the app on their phone right that it's a reasonable expectation to think that someone just scrolling through TikTok might see someone that they know, like someone that they went to school with or someone who like they've encountered in real life, right? Since TikTok is that sort of global algorithm-based app, it is, you know, plausible, right? But on my end, I scroll through TikTok. I haven't seen anyone that I know in real life just like randomly pop up on my page right if it's someone I know in real life that follows me that's different but I've never seen like a random person pop up on the for you page which is basically if you don't know like the explore page I've never seen that right so I don't think the chances are pretty high but people that I know or people that I've worked with like former students and things have seen my videos and I don't know how to feel about that, right? Because if I see them in real life, which I won't anytime soon because of this god dang virus, right? But if I see them in real life, like, what do I do? Like, do I bring it up? Like, do I say, oh, yeah, I'm still making TikToks? Or do I talk about how many followers I have or my process or my thought process or why I even started to make TikToks? Like, I don't have the fucking answers to those, right? Not in a real life situation. That's That crosses the line from, like, oh, this is cool to, oh, this is kind of embarrassing, but not embarrassing enough for me to like stop doing it. Like the responses have been like very, very positive to the, um, to the TikTok videos. So that's all well and good, but it's just like, oh, oh no. Like these people know my dad, like these people know my brother, like, are they going to tell my dad and my brother that they're, they're older son has been blowing up a little bit on tiktok and that he's making these videos but the good thing is is that i'm not making actual content that is embarrassing right i'm not making anything that i wouldn't like do in a professional setting right maybe i might make a funny joke or a bad joke or curse a little bit but i'm not like of embarrassed by the actual content there like I'm not doing anything like harmful or malicious or like offensive I'm not doing anything like that which is um a comforting thing right because even if it isn't like kind of embarrassing for people to find you on the app and sort of like being in this animated version of yourself like I'm I am a little bit weird about that, but that's okay. But like if they found it and they genuinely thought it was problematic, like I think I might have to quit. Like if what I was doing was offensive or me like trying to be edgy or like the jokes being bad, right? And like my dad found it and he was like, well, what the hell is this? And I think I would probably like stop making videos if that's the case. But if it reaches like my family or anything like that, the least I can do is say, hey, I'm actually making educational content here and people are are digging it. Like I'm making a lot of linguistics based videos. I've been doing a little bit of like reviewing books and there's still like jokes here and there and I'm still like having fun with it. But I'm doing like largely educational content. I'm just doing it in 
one, my own way, but also sort of a TikTok way. There's lots of lip syncing and popular songs and remixes and a little bit of jumping up and down, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm making stuff that I actually am proud of. And that's a good thing, right? But this also isn't why, like, I started using TikTok. Like, I started using TikTok because, one, I was... um tired of Instagram. Instagram has hella bots on its app and I got tired of the bots like in my Instagram. So I made a TikTok. And then when I um when I started actually making videos, right, I was just trying to be dumb. Like I was just trying to have some type of fun. I wasn't expecting people to follow or see. And now that I have people consistently seeing and following, it's like, wow, I didn't sign up for this, but this is pretty cool. And then it's, oh, wait, no, this is embarrassing. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, this is cool. And oh, wait, no, the all these attention makes me kind of nervous. But oh, wait, no, this is what I want. I want people to understand and enjoy. There's so many like conflicting emotions surrounding it that it's like, it's something that I didn't expect to come from an app. It's not bad. Like, I don't think that this is a net negative. I don't think that this is like, harmful it's just interesting to think about how it isn't like 100% positive and nothing is 100% positive but you think oh you're getting lots of likes like you're getting lots of follows like that should be great you should that's should be what you wanted and while it is like at my core like I wouldn't make videos if I thought people shouldn't watch them but um at its core is a good thing, but it's like, oh, wait, why am I feeling this way? Or, oh, wait, why is this embarrassing? Like, I actually like this video. Like, I like the content here. I think it's good. I think it's engaging. I think it's funny, right? Why am I embarrassed by this? Why is, like, this video getting a thousand likes, like, making me nervous in this weird way for a second? That's something that I just think is interesting. I don't think it's a net negative, at least not now, right? But the TikTok is expanding and I'm making videos and I'm having fun which is really all I can ask for especially like now in this like quarantine era like having fun sometimes can be a little bit elusive so that's all like on my end I can't ask really for much more like even if it's like some negatives or I might get like some negative attention stemming from like a TikTok video or anything like that the very least is I'm having fun and people seem to like it so we're all good on that front. But with that, I actually want to make this a shorter episode. I have a couple of busy ones um, surrounding this, so I want to make it a little bit of a shorter episode. But we'll get you a 40-minute episode next time. Um, I also am done with the supplementary Love Island podcast, so you can listen to that all about Love Island USA. You can watch Love Island USA, I think, on CBS All Access. Um, I watched that. I did a whole podcast on it. That went pretty well. I'm happy with that. But I'm genuinely like happy most of the time making TikTok videos, which is good also. But Donald Trump, probably not happy. Probably in a lot of um, pain. And that might bring enjoyment to you. Um, You might like that. So um, with that, I will sign off with a little bit of a shorter episode. Apologies. But we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening, watching, paying attention. I will see you next week. Love you. Goodbye.